Hey guys, how are you? It's Bo, and I got Matt Dunford with me of Comic Fest, and we're going to talk about comic conventions. So, strap in, we're going to get a bit of a history lesson, and we're going to have some fun geeking out. Hit the music. Hey boys and girls, this is Bo with Geek of the Week Podcast. Mike is on assignment. I'm here with Matt Dunford. Matt Dunford, that guy sucks. I believe he's the chairman of Comic Fest here in San Diego. Oh, oh chairman of San Diego Comic Fest? Wait, didn't he also does doesn't he also do some other stuff? He Does he? Yeah, I think What does he do? I don't know, I think he's also host of Club Cosplay, and I think he's also president of Little Fish Comic Book Studio. Uh, you know, like also freelancing as an editor, and I go, he's got that reputation about him for being the world's youngest comic book historian, but he's getting kind of too old for that now, don't you think? I was about to say, you're kind of aging out of the youngest comic book historian, aren't you? I know, man. Once, once you hit your early 30s, you can't do anything. You're just an old man. We're going to let that one go without comment. So... My question is, why do we have you here in the illustrious chair, and what is Comic Fest? Why am I in this chair right now? So why am I here right now? Uh, mainly because my parents didn't use birth control. Simple enough. But, you know, there's just this habit that I show up anywhere there's some kind of geeky event going on. So it's often been said that if you're doing this, some kind of geeky event in the Southern California area and Matt Dunford isn't there, then it's not worth going to. Because I literally will show up everywhere. I mean, you've seen it. You've just been stranding on the street one day, and I show up. Yeah, just happens. Just happens. Yeah, you know, I've just, I just have a way of finding the geeky stuff going on. Okay, so aside, with, aside from being a geek magnet, you know, I'm here to talk about San Diego Comic Fest, which is San Diego's premier convention. Well, it's not a premier convention. It's a sort of a revival convention. It started by the original founders of San Diego Comic-Con to try to bring back a small and intimate feel to the convention scene because, you know, as much as we love Comic-Con, it's not for everyone because, you know, once you get 200,000 people in a space, any space, no matter how big, it can be a little overwhelming at times. And so comic Fest aims to bring back the original feel of the conventions of the 1970s where it's small, intimate, and you have great, huge you know, comic legends around that you can just spend the weekend hanging out with. Right on. So the comics and comic convention. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And how long has Comic Fest been going on for now? Well, it actually initially started in 2012 was the first San Diego Comic Fest. It all started out of, you know, an idea that was inspired during the 40th anniversary of Comic-Con in 2009. Jackie Estrada, who actually is getting a Harvey Award now for her acclaim, so that's really cool. She just it was announced today. She put out a book called 40 Year, Comic-Con, 40 Years of Fans, Friends, Artists, Writers, and Fun. Well, I always botched the name, but I love the book. Mm-hmm. So they celebrated the 40th anniversary of San Diego Comic-Con in 2009. And there was a little reunion uh, 
festival going on at Mysterious Galaxy when they were debuting the book. So Jackie brought on board some of the original founders of San Diego Comic-Con, which included Mike Towery and Richard Alf, and I went to that book signing, and I was really inspired by these guys. I really loved hearing their stories of the original Comic-Con and just the names that were there, just like, you know, hanging out with, you know, Stan and Jack in this tiny room and spending the weekend with all these comic legends, and they were just right there, and I was just blown away by the fact that this was happening. And let alone by the fact of this was, organi- this was organized by teenagers and just what it has become today. So during that sort of thing, it's just, you know, some of the OG guys at Comic-Con, they were saying about, oh, the convention has grown into something way too big now and it's not as fun for us anymore. And so Mike Towery got the idea to, well, why don't we just stop complaining about how big it is and bring it back to the way we wanted it? And so a couple of years later, San Diego Comic Fest came about, started by Mike Towery and Richard Alf. They, you know, the OG founders of Comic-Con, and they brought it to its roots. And um, let me sip on this coffee because I wouldn't be here without coffee, right? Right. This segment of Geekly brought to you by Altered Ego Coffee right here in Southern California Comics in San Diego. Trust me, nothing will alter my ego. It's uh, too big to change. But it could get bigger. It could get embiggened, but that's about it. So still altered. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with the names of Mike Towery and Richard Alf, they are the guys who founded San Diego Comic-Con back in the day. So we hearken back to the year 1969, when they were just a bunch of teenagers hanging out in a basement, just reading comics unto themselves. And they got the idea of, wouldn't it be great if there were people like us who also enjoyed comics? You know, should we venture outside the basement, outside our geek dwelling? and see if there is some kind of community for us what an idea would that would be and this is pre-internet no less pre-internet they had to do all of their comic deals via mail-in trade in the back of other comics and other collector magazines back in the day how crazy is that now to your earlier point uh you mentioned 40 years ago worth of comic-con comic-con now is comic-con international it's huge Mm -hmm. um it is a uh, yearly uh, mecca for some people, a, a bit of a, a bucket list thing. Uh, it's a multimedia experience, so it's not just comics. Um, comic Fest sounds more like a, a back, as you said, back to the roots and more of like the personal touch. It is the personal touch because the personal touch is what made those early comic conventions so integral in their, first, in their inception. So continuing the story that I was on, how Comic-Con came to be was... They, Mike goes to the guy who was selling magazines in town, Richard Alf, and he was getting their comics from them. And they said, you know, would you like to help us put together a convention? And he says, yeah, that's a great idea. And he says, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who knows Jack Kirby. Maybe we can get him to be the guest of honor at your comic convention. So they throw Jack a wire, and he agrees. And he invites them to come up to his house in Orange County. And these kids pile into the back of Richard House station wagon, and they get in there, and they, you know, just meet the legendary Jack Kirby. And Jack was so inspired by these kids that had come up to see them that a couple of months later, he actually drew them as characters in the Fourth World series. They were the San Diego five-string mob, and they fought Superman. Nice. Mm-hmm. So and the young—that's him for me. Yeah. And then uh, 
the youngest kid in the in the group, a guy named Barry Alfonso, I mean, he was only like 10 or 11 at the time, you know, he was too young to fight Superman, so Jack made him a different character. He was Clarion the Witch Boy in The Demon. Ah, that's how that happened. So that's how that happened. So Jack agreed to be the first guest of honor at the convention, and then, of course, the kids, the next thing, you know, he said was, well, they said to him, just like, should we just do comics? He says, no, no, you should also do you know, you should also do film, and you should also do science fiction. So, for people who say that film has no place in San Diego Comic-Con, I hate to break it to you, it's been there since the first one. Mm. And then the next thing they did was get a hold of their science fiction guest, which was Ray Bradbury. And they told him, actually, uh, Mr. Bradbury, would you, would you appear as our science fiction guest? Oh, yes, I have a speaking fee of $4,000. And the kids were <laughs> like, um, we don't really have that kind of money because we're a nonprofit. They said, oh, he said, in that case, I'll waive my fee. So now you know why Comic-Con is a nonprofit. Ah. A little bit of history solved. But during that first Comic-Con, it distracted about 200 people. Now it attracts 200,000 people. And during the second... <laughs> During the second uh, Comic-Con, Jack said to the kids, "It's after it attracted 400 people, he said, look at it. Look, it's already doubled in size. It's going to be the next thing you know, this is going to be the biggest thing in the entire world. It's going to be the place that the world freezes and focuses its eyes on. It'll be so big, it takes over the entire town. It'll be so big. This will be the place where Hollywood comes to show off the movies they made last year and find the movies they're going to make next year. And they'll kind of just laughed at Jack, but he was the Nostradamus of comics. He had vision. He could see that. He's the king for a reason, right? He's the king for a reason, yeah. So moving forward into the present, well, not quite present, we go to 2012, during the year of the first San Diego Comic Fest, where the convention was there in its inception. It had uh, Murphy Anderson as the guest of honor. So if y'all aren't familiar with Murphy Anderson, you know, he had a pretty good part in Justice League issue number one back in the day. So, you know, basically helping to rein in the Silver Age of Comics. Well, so this is, you know, this is a who's who of comic bookdom at this point. It's a who's who of comicdom, but, you know, like a lot of things, it takes a couple of steps for something to get rolling. So for me, it's like, you know, I attended as an, I, I was there as an attendee, but, um, you know, for me, it was like, I wasn't feeling as much as I could be, but, you know, the convention progresses forward. Year one, it's like, okay, you're doing your thing. Year two, all right, you're getting there. Year three, I'm like, all right, you're picking up pace. And by the fourth year, that's when San Diego Comic Fest became the convention that it needed to be. The small, intimate convention that still had a lot of activity going on. It never slowed down at any point. It was always entertaining. There was always something to do. And it always had just, like, great people hanging out, great times, just concentrated in the small environment. And this, And then the fifth year, we got even better. There was just nothing to that you couldn't... Everything was entertaining there. Nothing was boring. Everything was great. The biggest complaint I was hearing from people at year five of San Diego Comic Fest was, there's too many good things to do at once. I can't decide. That's a pretty good problem to have. That is a great problem to have. And then year six. So the previous year, year five, we did the Jack Kirby Centennial, celebrating 100 years of Jack Kirby. And that was amazing. And this year at Comic Fest, as we celebrated year number six, we celebrated 200 years of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. And that was awesome because, because Frankenstein pretty much is the original science fiction. There wasn't really a lot of you know, fiction out there that was indicating the science fiction. So just what can really go wrong in, you know, in practicality 
that could lead to the ultimate nightmare. The Prometheus umbrella. Umbrella. Yeah. 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 And it was just a wonderful celebration of things. And this was the year where, you know, we were branded by Forbes as America's best small convention. Well, that's a nice feather in the cap. It's a nice feather in the cap, but, you know, someday, you know, I want to move forward with things. And I want to make Comic Fest even better than before, because at no point do I ever want to slow down. I want things to keep moving and moving ahead and, you know, being better than before. So, you know, we look over through the years, you know, we've had a lot of great special guests over the years. Last year, we had Karen Berger, who pretty much spearheaded Vertigo for DC, you know, helping to cultivate careers for Grant Morrison and Neil Gaiman and all, and, you know, Peter Milligan, all these talent in the early 1990s and just, you know, moving forward because Vertigo, you know, at it, in its heyday was the best comic imprint around. And she was a wonderful special guest, and I really enjoyed having her on board. And moving on for this year, we're going to be back again at the Four Point Sheraton from March 7th through the 10th. So we're going to be a four-day convention. And our guest of honor will be the world's greatest living cartoonist, Mr. Sergio Aragones. Grew. Awesome. Uh, and, of course, he will be celebrating 60 years of his career at Mad Magazine with us. Wow. Well, kudos. It sounds like it's a really fun, going to be a great event. It's going to be a really great event. And it's not just Sergio that we've got on board for it. We also have a lot of cool other guests coming on board. If, uh, you know, since we're drinking coffee right now, I should mention that we do have Shannon Wheeler, the creator of Too Much Coffee Man, who is going to be joining our presence. And, uh, you know, I've been wanting to get him for a while, and he is very ecstatic to come on board. And, uh, you know, now that he's a big-time New Yorker cartoonist, you know, he's still not... uh, too much of the big guy to get on down. He still loves meeting the fans and coming out and about for it. And I'm a huge Shannon Wheeler fan. I keep up with all this New Yorker stuff. And uh, his latest graphic novel, My President Says, that one's, uh, that one's a really good stuff too, where he illustrates the uh, tweets of Donald Trump. <laughs> that sounds like something that somebody who arts for the New Yorker would do. Absolutely. And it's a you know, wonderful story. And he's going to be talking about his lengthy career and ever-going career with us. We also have a couple other surprises coming up on board. Uh, we do have Mark Schultz just uh, came on board of you know Cadillacs and Dinosaurs and Xenozoic Tales. So he doesn't do too many convention appearances. So we're really happy to have him on board. And you know what kind of appearance would it be of Sergio Aragonis without his you know best buds in the entire world, Mark Evanier and Scott Shaw? Got to get those guys on board because you know people think I'm knowledgeable when it comes to comics. It's like mm, nope, I I am not a drop in the ocean compared to Mark Evanier when his when it comes to him, and of course Scott Shaw. You know I love his cartoons. You know you love Captain Carrot. You know you love all those Pebbles commercials, and he's just in this plethora of cartoons and knowledge. And you know you just can't get a bad story out of him. I really I really enjoy having Scott around, and. Other great people that we got on board, Mr. James Robinson is going to be coming on board to celebrate 25 years of Starman with us. Ooh. Starman, which I, you know, say arguably, and everyone argues with me over this, is the best comic superhero comic of the 1990s. I'm not going to sit here and argue that with you. Don't worry. Yeah, okay. Um, I could, but I won't. No I point. could say best comic of the 90s, but some people are like, what about Hellboy? Like, now, that's, that's an argument. I could put up that argument, too. Now, my question to you is, so you have these a lot of these wonderful guests, and I'm going to keep picking at you until you let me know all the secrets for all the guests. Um, but you also have what's a convention without uh, panels and a convention without dealer halls and 
uh, get-togethers and cosplayers. I mean, that's going to be there too, won't it? Of course. You know, remember, a convention is an ecosystem. It's not just one thing. I find that conventions that focus just on one thing end up, you know, they end up lagging a little bit. You find it's like, yeah, this is okay, but I wish they had this as well. So you need to find that balance of things when orchestrating a convention and putting all these things together. So, you know, first and foremost, you need a great guest list. You need, you know, people to come in to talk about their careers and, you know, embrace the fandom. And of course, the fans will dress up like their favorite characters. They will go to the panels that we offer to hear these stories about their favorite characters and ask the questions that they've had, you know, for these, you know, all their lives to, you know, finally get that closure about it. And it's, you know, we also offer, uh, we also have a theater in there, so we can, you know, screen films all night long, we can screen movies, and it's just, you know, great panels, subjects, talks, and, and of course, costuming. So all of these things are integral of making a great convention, and we'll also be offering a gaming presence for the gamers that, you know, want to relax and, you know, get a couple board games in or whatnot, so it's all going to be really good. And, you know... Come spend your money in the dealer hall. We've got a lot of great vendors coming up on board. Even the wonderful SoCal Comics will be back on board. In fact, last year we actually made Mr. Jamie Newbold our dealer guest of honor because I find, like, you know, come on, dealers are essential to getting the books in the hands of, you know, of the fans. you got to get those key issues. we got to get those key issues, yeah. So, yes, you know, we're going to have a wonderful dealer hall. And, of course, our dealer guest of honor this year is the legendary Bud Plant. Oh. Yeah. So if you've ever been to Comic-Con, you've been to Bud Plant's place, who actually, regrettably, I think he actually bowed out this year. I know there's a lot of dealers that are kind of bowing out after Comic-Con for a long while, but, you know, I really, you know, I really do enjoy Bud's contributions to, you know, the dealer scene and, you know, putting comics in the hands of the masses and, you know, having a great presence at Comic-Con. And so we're giving him that dealer guest of honor title for San Diego Comic Fest because, you know, he has been such a great contributor. So you're going to have Bud Plant as the guest of honor. You're going to have a lot of awesome... Dealer guest of honor. Sorry, dealer guest of honor. And you're going to have a lot of awesome dealers coming through, including uh, Jamie Newbold Mm -hmm. of Southern California Comics. And a few others uh, local, I imagine. Oh, yes. And uh, let's say you've never had the chance, opportunity to go to any comic convention. What is it about the comic convention... Why would somebody who reads comics or watches the movies or TV shows, what is, what about a comic convention is worth doing? Well, the thing about being a geek, you'll find it's a very isolated activity. You'll read a comic to yourself. You'll read a book to yourself. You'll play a video game by yourself. And when you're done with it, you think, I sure wish I had someone to talk to about this. I really wish I had someone to share my interest with. Right? F-18 Super Hornet? Ah, <laughs> uh, Wednesdays. Ah, uh, Wednesdays. But So you, you, you want to share your joy of comics, your joy of your video games, the enthusiasm of this fandom, this geekdom that you're a part of. And yeah. you can find other people like that at a convention. Yes. And doing it on the small-scale convention is a lot easier to do because you're constantly bumping into people. You have these more intimate rooms and intimate settings that share your fandom in one place. Or overhead. Like we're sharing with the F-18s right now? Yep. Thank you, United States Navy, for your wonderful contributions and practice runs over. But it's those shared experiences that you know help you to make 
great friends. It's like maybe you, you know, meet new cosplay friends. Maybe you just meet new people while bin diving and that sort of thing. I, you know, I see these people all all the time, and I love you know these people. I you know go to conventions every weekend. I probably see my you, you know convention. You're probably one of the most con centric con goers that I've met in a long time. You, there's not a con that very few cons actually that I think I've. You haven't gone to. Yeah. I mean, there are a number of cons that I still have not been to. Right. But I make an effort to go to a lot of them because I really do think, you know, it's... I've got this drastic fear of missing out. I will always feel like it's just I'm missing out on something because it's just the coolest thing in the world to run a Comic-Con where you... Because I still remember my first San Diego Comic-Con in 1994. It was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. It was all the coolest stuff in the world in one place. And now, you know, to get to you know, help cultivate that experience with a convention, I get to do it, but on a smaller scale. So things are easier to get to. So I get all the coolest stuff in the world in one place. And it's easier instead of just having to you know, jump around from one side of the convention center to the other. Now, I know how to do that after 24 years of going to San Diego Comic-Con, but not everybody does. No. And it can be an intimidating experience. So that's why we offer the friendly, more intimate experience at Fest. So they can, you know, touch their toes and just see, like, you know what? This is actually really cool. I really enjoy it on the smaller scale. It's not as much, not as shock and awe as San Diego Comic-Con because there's so much. There's so many halls worth of stuff. So... I'll share this short story with you. Uh, a year or so ago, I took my wife to go see, uh, to go to San Diego Comic Con. And I took her for one day, I believe it was a, a Friday. And she's a native San Diego, and yet she'd never been to San Diego Comic Con. Um, I had, this was my fourth Comic Con that I've been to at this point, maybe fifth. And uh, I said, Hey, I got an extra ticket. Do you want to go? She said, Yeah, I've never been. So it was this fun thing to go out with her to do. The look in her eyes as she sort of walks in the first time and just sees just how massive a convention can get is a lot. And to be honest with you, she was lucky. So I had gotten to see, it's kind of like you said, when you're talking about going to a con the first time, trying to see out of sight of yourself what that experience is like, but you get to see it the first time for someone else. And for her, it was like, you know, this magical thing. And it was quite enjoyable to watch her experience the a convention for the first time, like that, like a geeky comic convention. Now, Comic Con is big at this point, as you pointed out a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And so she was very fortunate in being able to go to the panel she wanted to see, the dealer hall, uh, go catch something here and there, and basically hit all these small little things that she wanted to do in the one day she wanted to do it. Everybody? Yeah. But at some point, there's those people who try to do everything at San Diego Comic-Con. People like me. And the whole thing is, like, if you try to do that, you're only going to disappoint yourself because you can't do everything there. But so the reason I bring it up is because I can see someone going to, like, uh, San Diego Comic-Con the first time and being overwhelmed with how you have a giant pamphlet, you're trying to find where to go, what to do, there's so many halls worth of stuff and content versus going to, like you've pointed out, a WonderCon or one of these other cons that are a little bit smaller and a lot more compact and a lot more intimate. 
and it's you're not sitting there you know playing the lotto to try to get a ticket and to go get because you it's local you can get in there you can go to the dealer's hall it's pretty easy you can get to these panels you can see all these people and it's not this massive monster that san diego comic-con is and it sounds like a really great idea i think i'll have to take the wife down yeah, I think it's just a good experience for everyone. I mean, I had this whole thing where I actually brought my parents down to San Diego Comic Fest so they could experience it. And we'll wait for the uh, lovely sonic boom to pass again. Oh, and nice. And this time around, I brought my... You know, I brought my dad down. We're walking to the dealer hall, and I decided to introduce him to someone who uh, invited us a special guest, a guy named John Semper, who is the creator of the Spider-Man animated series from the 1990s. I said, hey, Dad, I'd like you to meet John Semper. If you wondered why you had to spend so much of your paycheck on Spider-Man toys back in the day, this is the guy responsible for it. And so he just struck up a nice conversation with my dad, and my dad was like, oh, yeah, Matt was so you know big into Spider-Man at eight years old. He loved Spider-Man more than anything. He had every action figure, every trading card. He was just so obsessed with Spider-Man and you're the guy who actually caused it all in motion and so it was a really nice experience just you know seeing uh, seeing my dad bond with this uh, guy that you know had you know been such a strong part of my childhood and you know my John said like you know your son you know he learned a lot of great lessons from Spider-Man I can certainly tell that and so I'm gonna be back next year to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the show and of course I should mention for Spider-Man animated series fanatics we are doing that 25th anniversary celebration at Comic Fest and uh, we're gonna have some big surprises for that one too that's awesome mm -hmm. so to wrap this all up San Diego Comic Fest will have amazing guest of honor great dealer hall amazing panels Huge celebrations, big anniversaries, movie screenings, four-day extravaganza of awesomeness. And our theme this year is 50 years of the moon landing. So uh, if you're into sci-fi, we got some uh, very cool stuff coming along that way. And if you don't believe we landed in the, on the moon, uh, you might, we, have, uh, we might have some good uh, topics on uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey for that. And uh, we do have some science guests talking about the uh, you know, veracity of did we land on the moon, did we not? So that's cool. That is, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we love to blend science with the science fiction side of things, so it's always to have that, that edge on things as well. And the dates are going to be? March 7th through the 10th, 2019, at the Four Point Sheraton. But anyway, folks, thank you, uh, Bo, for having me on the show. I really do appreciate it, and I hope you, to, you, hope you will all you know, come to San Diego Comic Fest. So check us out at www.sdcomicfest.org, and we'll see you there. Check out our Facebook, our Instagram page, and just you know, keep reading comics because that's what we love. Matt, so, thank you so much for coming down, having a talk with us, and sharing your geeky. All right, thank you so much, Bo. All right, well, kids, it's been fun as always. We got to talk to Matt Dunford and uh, of Comic Fest fame, as well as uh, many other venues and ventures. Uh, cosplayer extraordinaire and uh, Congo or du jour and we got to talk about conventions comic conventions and San Diego so please uh, let us know what you think give us some feedback tell us uh, if you've gone to any cons recently if you're planning to go to comic fest uh, and any other cons on your list uh, this for the end of this year see ya later I will see you later bye bye later I will see Bye-bye, see y'all later.